Welcome to the Halloween Unleashed Podcast. And now, here are your hosts for the week. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Halloween Unleashed. I am your host, Chris Morgan. And today we're going to continue with part two of the mask photography episode that uh, aired live on May 9th of this year. And uh, it was a share screen where I was showing uh, different people how to do things with pictures and, and how to set shots up. Um, again, if you want to learn um, how to do this from a, from a basic level all the way to an expert level, um, I would be more than happy to be your coach. Uh, shoot me a DM on any of the social media channels uh, that we're a part of to inquire about how to get uh, training for your photography, uh, whether it be a cell phone, uh, DSLR, type of DSLR to buy, but if you don't even have the basic idea of photography and why we do certain things, cell phones are fine. Whether it be Android or iPhone, um, we can work with you and we can show you some some ways to get DSLR-like effects with the camera phone that you have. So um, with that being said, uh, today is October 16th. We are nine days away from um, the season finale live episode where we are going to give away a, a, a House of Horror Productions UL81V1, the Proto. Uh, we're going to give that away uh, to a lucky individual that has been listening for the last several weeks and writing down uh, the 80s and 90s songs that uh, from popular movies that um, I have put out there for you. Um, we're also going to have uh, three guests that, uh, you know, are going to drop some big news. Uh, big, big, big news um, from a mass collecting standpoint. If you're an independent mass collector and you've heard the the golden days or the, uh, the, the popular yesteryears of what it was like around the early two thousands. Well, be part of something that is about to reinvent the wheel. Um, because back then, you know, and, and this is not taken away from any sculpts. I love every one of these for their nostalgia factor. And for the fact that, man, this was the early days of mass collecting, but you know, um, the nemesis came on the scene, the damnation, the killing machine, the Sam Hain, the he mask. Um, I mean, you name it, there was individual sculpts. I mean, the evolution, the, um, the shape 2000, I mean, you name it, those were all classic ground up efforts. And, um, there was a, there was a, um, a 75 Kirk mask, um, the, that is called the, the Billy Kirkus Kirk, um, that was owned by Billy Kirkus had the eyes cut out already and a partial conversion was already done on it. Uh, Justin at night owl got his hands on it, uh, recasted it and, uh, made what is known as the nightmare. He clayed up the eye cuts that were already in there 
and um, made the Nightmare, which was the, the first mask that had direct lineage to the original 75 Kirk. Um, and it was huge news. And then from that point, the, the retooling of, of that mask has taken place by himself and multiple artists from the Nightmare Man 78 to the Psycho to the Nightmare Man 78 Returns to... Um, Gosh, I can't even keep up. The creep, the shat, the uh, the thrasher, the the dasher, the prancer, whatever everything is called at this point. Um, you know, Nag has had his own uh, incarnations of it. He had a mold from from the nightmare. Uh, the nightmare is also known as the night stalker. If you if you haven't gone back and listened to that episode and where I explain it. Or the lineage chart episode, all of that stuff is in our, our is in our archives for you guys to go back and listen. Um, but um, you know, MMP had a a master, a direct master from Justin of the Nightmare that uh, I ended up buying directly from him. That became the Night Stalker. Um, then Nag had his own version of the Nightmare, which he's retooled uh, several times to come out with several different masks. Um, most notably the mint 75, the, um, the rare, the rarer, um, gosh, his H4 hero. I can't even keep up with all of them, but there's been a lot of them. Uh, the nightmare unlimited was a, was a retool where he put the Kirk eyes back in it and put more detail back into the sculpt. Um, but yeah. Um, th those were huge masks back in their day and it all started from the nightmare. So that, that coming onto the scene was, was huge news. And when the three guests make their way onto the stage for Halloween Unleashed on the night of the 25th, um, there's going to be huge news once again. Um, and it's going to be, in my opinion, um, it'll be different, but in my opinion, it'll be just as big, if not bigger, than the original um, Nightmare was. So make sure that you go to our Facebook page um, and you type in Halloween Unleashed, the podcast. It's a group. Go into the group. Go into the event section and click that you're going or that you're interested and do not miss it. Uh, it will start 9 p.m. Eastern. It will be a Zoom um, online meeting. Uh, the link is right there on the events page. I've been sharing this for several months, but or not months, several weeks. But there's going to be somebody out there that says, "Oh, I didn't know that this was that this was uh, going on." We got 2,000 people that listen to this show per week, and there's close to 40 people going to this on a live event. There's several people that haven't even clicked the invite, um, so I don't know what what's on people's timelines that um, that people don't get this information. I really wish I understood because I see everything, whether I want to see it or not. Uh, I see it, so um, you know, I'll just address this because there's a lot of people that listen to this show. Um, I'm, I'm going to make a quick reference to it and I'm going to let it go. I'm not even going to address this person uh, for a long period of time. Um, it's not worth my time, but uh, it is worth noting that um, 
there was uh, a gentleman by the name of Dallas Alexander. I don't know how the how the post started, um, but it, it was it was sent to me um, that J.C. Wild of Creeping Death Productions decided to lie once again, make up stories, tell false information about yours truly. And, um, you know, that's just what he does. He makes up things. He says that I took credit for his ground up Kirk sculpt for the record and, and, and that I'm a lying, thieving scumbag. Well, first of all, what did I lie about? Uh, what did I steal? I've never lied or stolen from anybody. Um, and he says, I'm a scumbag. Well, you know what? In everybody's mind that doesn't like someone else, the person that you don't like is a scumbag in some way. Like I've said on many occasions, we're all pieces of shit in our own way. It's to what level of a piece of shit are you to someone who doesn't like you? Every, it, it, you we're all human beings. Okay, We're a flawed race, period. So someone is saying something unkind to me and he thinks I'm a piece of shit. Wow. That's a shock. Um, but you know, he says that I took credit for his sculpt, his ground up sculpt. I have never once, never once ever taken credit for, for his sculpt. Uh, but these motherfuckers all think I don't have proof to back up certain things. The only thing I was responsible for in that project was I was responsible for helping him produce it. He reached out to me. Uh, this was back in 2012. He was struggling with the project. He reached out to me and, you know, kissed my ass up one side and down the other asking for help. I decided to, to, you know, to help him. I had two sculpts going on at the time, didn't have the time, but he seemed like a really nice dude and he was doing how to videos and helping people. I just thought he was a nice guy, you know? So I decided to help him out. I said, send me pictures of what you have, what you're going for. And I'll sit and I'll, and I'll produce this thing with you. And he actually sent me, and I have it in writing, where he asked me if, you know, we could co-produce this thing. And could he make a, a post on my message board announcing the project, which I agreed to. He did it. So um, I was a producer in the project. I helped guide him, but he had to do the work, period. So I don't take any credit for the work that he did. He had to do the work. But did I sit down and tell him what was wrong with it, help him correct it, give him pointers, um, tell him what to do, reference with overlays of real 75 Kirk pictures that I had to point him in the right direction? Of course I did. So that's the only thing I've ever said because that's the truth. And I have every message um, where I where I helped him for almost six months. Um, I have it in writing dude seriously so i don't know what what your issue is but you consistently go out and you bring this up um the only time i've ever corrected him and i i think this is what he's mad about the only time i've ever corrected him is when he's gone out publicly when that project came out and said 
I did this with my own reference picture. I did it ground up, no retool, no recast, no this, no that. I did this all on my own. And I'm like, wait a minute, you made a post on my message board announcing a co-production partnership with me. And I have six months of producer's credits helping you get it to where it is. And it's still not accurate, but it's it was still nice for being a ground up. So I don't know what this dude's issue is, but that's fine. You know, that is totally fine if that's what he wants to believe. But there's so many people that will listen or read some of the things that this other site that shall not be named or this dickhead will say. And they'll just believe it and they won't ask the proof. They won't ask for the proof. They won't they won't get the true story. Um, I've put it out there many times on many of the podcasts where I told my side of the story where I'm like, all people have to do is ask me if I got the proof, I'll be more than happy to share it, you know, and I've shared it with many people. So, um, from my understanding, um, Dallas has been given the information, has been shown the, shown the proof. And that's the end of that. I, I don't know what else I can do, but, uh, you know, I get real tired of being the enemy and people are like, you know, why don't you just let this stuff go? Because this stuff is slanderous. It is, it is painting a very false picture of me for people who don't know. And all it does is spread bad karma to the next generation. When you bash someone um, that you don't like, and then you start feeding that information without any true proof, and you're just slandering that person, that story is now going to get twisted a little bit. It's the game of telephone. That story is going to get twisted a little bit. Then they're going to tell someone else. They're going to tell someone else. They're going to tell someone else. And before you know it, it is so far from what the original context was that all you're doing is breeding hate onto every new generation that comes into this collecting field. And I've done nothing wrong to anyone. I've never ripped anybody off. I've never stolen from anybody. I've never recasted anybody's mask. I've never, um, uh, you know, I, I've never not delivered. Um, I have a non-refundable deposit that if people ask for, I hand it back. So I, I really don't understand what more I can do. Um, I've done podcasts uh, over the last three years that have stated my side of it. You're welcome to go back and listen to it. And if you choose not to because it's too much listening for you, then fucking drop it. Seriously, I, I'm not going to sit on Facebook Messenger and rehash every fucking thing I've been through when there's hours and hours and hours upon podcasts with my story out there. I'm not going to do it, but, um, I felt that that was worth addressing and that's all I'm going to say about it, but, uh, this will be the last song. So enjoy, and we'll see everybody on the 25th for your opportunity to win a house of horror productions, um, UL 81 V one mask.
one thing to say, I wish I could get better pictures. Well, you can wish in one hand and shit in the other and tell me which one fills up first. You know, so you 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 got to do the work. Absolutely got to do the work. But All right. So I'm going to try to pronounce this Rob B or Rob says, so the pick on the left allowed less light to pass through the lens. Um, no, what, let, let me go back a slide. So, whoops. So I, sh it was shot at a 2.8, I believe. So what it is, is yes. I mean, you're, your uh, your aperture is open more. You're allowing more light to pass through. But when you're on ISO and you got a 100, 200 ISO, that's allowing less light to pass through. So moving forward here, this right here just helps crush crush your depth of field or give you that soft focus and make your, your uh, subject the pinpoint focus. A lot of this stuff is, that's why I said the three points of the photography is the ISO F stop and shutter speed, you know, and you got to learn how to work all three of those in conjunction with each other on a DSLR for it to make sense. But um, yeah, just, just play around with it. I mean, we can talk more about it off, off air. Um, so here example of, of shutter speed this is a fast shutter like that one four thousandth. This thing's spinning around and around and around like you see it on the slow side. Uh, this is probably one two hundredth of a second. And it's blurry. You can't make out what it is. This is about one twelve fifty. So it's slowed down. The one that's on fast is like one four thousandth. So uh, shutter speed is great when you're doing action shots or you're doing races or sports or anything like that um shutter speed yes it does because um put it this way if i have a 50 millimeter prime lens on my dslr i'm shooting f 1.8 which is as as open as it'll go f 1.8 50 millimeter prime lens and i'm shooting uh iso 100 if I have my shutter speed slower or faster, it's going to allow more light in. So again, all this plays into light. So yes, it, it does, it does matter. So anyway, moving on. So that right there, is this a fast or slow shutter speed? Yes, everybody, here's my, my glass and my ice. Thank you. Yes, fast is the answer. Absolutely. This is a one four thousandth of a second. Absolutely correct. Good job. All right. Kit lens or prime lens. We're going to get into this. Um, you know, we were just talking a little bit about it with uh, Rob's question. Uh, kit lens, which is a zoom lens. You'll see an example of it versus a prime. A prime is a fixed um, millimeter focus, which is usually 50, 24, 35, 70, 80, 100. 
whatever the case is. Uh, a kit lens has a range like uh, most kit lenses come 18 to 55 and they start out at a 3.5 F stop and go up to eight. And that sucks because if I want to shoot at 50 millimeters, just like the prime lens would naturally that 50 millimeter prime, first of all, I'm losing my F stop, which I'm losing that depth of field, that soft focus around the subject versus a kit lens, which starts off at 3.5 and at 50 millimeter, I'm at a 5.6 or more. So in order to achieve what the prime lens would naturally do at all these settings, I would have to have my shutter speed at one fifteenth of a second. And it's likely going to be blurry from handshake. So versus one one hundredth of a second over here, I can get into some technical stuff. Like if you're at a 50 millimeter prime lens, you always want to start by doubling your shutter speed because if you're a little, if you're at one eightieth of a second or one sixtieth or even one fortieth of a second, you're going to get a lot of blur. Um, so <laughs> Dylan says prime lens, just butt fuck the kit lens without lube. It seems. Yeah. That's if you're out shooting sports or like shooting a parade or just point and clicking downtown shots, you know, definitely a kit lens is fine because it's going to open up wide and um, you're, you're totally fine. Um, so anyway, using ISO and assuming light levels are just after sunset. So this, these are all the settings right after sunset. So moving forward here, kit lens versus prime lens example. Here's an 1855. This is what a kit lens with Canon looks like. 1855 versus a 50 millimeter Canon lens. Which image looks better to you? Right. Right. Okay. For anybody who wants to call in, tell me why the... I want you to tell me why the right looks better if you want to call in. So if anybody wants to call in, say, I'm, I'm ready to call in and I will just unmute you and then we can, we can go from there. But um, Hannah says that the left has more detail. Right, but what's the most important thing in the image? The subject, Dylan just said it. The focal point is on the right. Chris Webb just said it. The person is the most important. So yeah, again, going back to this slide back here, hey, I think that the one on the right is the more prettier image. Well, yeah, if you're trying to shoot everything, that's fine. But if you're shooting, if someone's paying you or you're taking your mask out and you want to show your mask in this setting, just replace her with a with a with a mask in the center of the frame. What do you think everybody wants to see? Do they want to see the mask or do they want to see the mountains and the trees? It's all about what you're shooting. What your subject is. If your subject is nature, or in this case, 
the fucking cluttered ass bookshelves back here, then great. Yeah, you want as much detail as possible because you're shooting the room. And then you would ask her to step the fuck out of frame so that you could shoot the entire room. So what I'm saying is, is know what you're shooting. Once you know what you're shooting, then you can make the adjustment. All right. In this room, what am I shooting? I'm shooting a portrait of this pretty lady here with glasses on. So the kit lens sucks if if i'm trying to highlight her the 50 millimeter prime lens that i can get that low f stop with that low uh lower shutter with that um with that low iso with this natural window light that's off screen coming in and highlighting her i'm going to be able to make this out and she's the most important thing in this photograph the kit lens absolutely sucks donkey dick. So, any questions? Now, Hannah, let me ask you this question. Are you willing are you willing to be unmuted for a second so I can ask you on the air, yes or no? Yes, okay. Hang on, I got to find you here. Hang on. There you are. Hey. Hey, what's going on? Not that much. Well, f- first of all, con- congratulations on your engagement. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, you. So what I just explained, you know, with there with the kit lens and the 50 millimeter, now you now we know she's the most important thing in in the photograph. Now, which picture is better? Uh, yeah, definitely the right because um, I didn't even realize the background was so clear in the in the left and. Obviously, if you want to focus on the girl, then you want you want the right. Sure. Yeah, it's like it goes back to my earlier example. It's just what's your subject? If if you get your yeah. H2O or your H8 mask, you're trying to show that off to the community. You don't want them saying, hey, I like that palm tree you have on the back counter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, nobody cares. Or I like your, your, your tube of lube there on the side over there. You know, nobody wants to see that. They want to see what you're shooting, and that's the mask. Oh yeah, it definitely looks better on the right. It's everything in the background is soft, blurred out, and she's the main focus. Yeah, I definitely see that. Awesome. Do you have any questions while I have you on, or are you ready to move? Um, no, I I got it. Thank you. No problem. All right. Uh, Rick Ramby says it depends on your purpose. Left shot may be for ad of person in your store. Left may be for glasses ad. Well, if the if it's for the glasses, I would still vote for the one on the right because, again, you, you're you focusing in on her. The glasses are on her face. It's not on the back shelf back there. So, anyway, moving forward, any questions? All right, perfect. Nobody has any questions. So everybody's been hearing about all these DSLR stuff and like, like, all I have is a cell phone. No problem. Okay. Whether you have a stock camera inside of your cell phone, um, not a problem. I'm going to, I'm going to teach you DSLR for your cell phone basically and I'm going to go over Android and iPhone so nobody's left out. 
Now, if anybody has a specific, like uh, Rob has a Galaxy S10, I don't know specific phones. Like Dylan just called in and said, I have whatever S9. I, I don't know because I don't use it. But I do know what Android basically does and what apps are available to help out your, your stock lens. So anyway... Now, for those of you that have been using your son of a bitch, for those of you that have been using your stock camera, do you have grid lines set up? Yes or no? No. Okay. You can put yes. Yep. Okay. No. Nope. No. Nope. Nope. Wow. Okay. Does everybody know why grid lines are important? It's not a hashtag. It's not a tic-tac-toe board. But does everybody know why that's important? Yes or no? No. No idea. Perfect. Love it. Dylan, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Uh, So Daniel Lee says for centering your, your object. Absolutely. So, um, Think about, you know, the intersecting lines here. In this shot, because of the grid lines, where does your eyes immediately go to when you look at this picture here? Think about intersecting lines and where they meet and where they cross. The cross-section on the surfer, absolutely. He's closest to my lens, so I'm assuming he's the most important in this shot. It's a beautiful silhouette sunset. I've got the intersecting lines up. I center him up on one of the intersecting lines. Vertical or horizontal, he meets up in the cross section. And that right there, folks, if you can get that going in your cell phone right there, you're automatically going to step your game up. Because if you line up where you want this is called the rule of thirds if you line up your subject exactly where you want your audience's eyes to go and you do that properly and you master that you're going to have people's attention left and right so anyway number one use grid lines to balance your shot one of the easiest best ways to improve your mobile photos is to turn on the camera's grid lines most most cameras stock on cell phones do it if yours doesn't no problem i'm going to give you apps to use that you should be using anyway um we'll get into that later so it's composition rule of thirds um when i was studying film they have it in film as well when you have an interesting shot you want them to line up on the rule of thirds and it's the third of the frame here's one third of it two thirds of it, three thirds of it. So you just have this all the way down the, all the way down the frame. So as long as you find an intersecting point on any of these points here, 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 it can be up in this area because there's a imaginary line up here. Um, I wouldn't put the top of the head down here, but you know, you kind of get my point, you know, this entire, whoops, son of a bitch, this entire area here, is in focus and it draws my attention. So Dylan found the grid lines. I knew you would, you overachiever son of a bitch. So moving forward here, any questions on that? 
that's pretty pretty simple. But any questions? I don't want to move on if there's questions. I'll pause. I'm going to take a drink of my seven and seven. Yes, you're going to hear my ice clanging around. I apologize. I had to get nice and drunk for this thing. And yes, I'm feeling good. Hannah, yes, it's gluten-free. Alcohol's gluten-free. Beer is not. So seven and seven. Um, slide 16. How do I add grid lines on an iPhone? You go to settings, choose photo and camera, and switch grid on. Mine's on all the time because I have an iPhone. Samsung Galaxy, launch the camera app, go to settings, scroll down, switch the grid lines option to on. The reason I didn't show that first is because I found out some people don't have it, believe it or not. So I wanted you to get the, get the rule before you did it. So any question on that one? Does everybody find their grid lines on their phone? You're probably on your phones listening to me, so moving forward. All right. Zooming in. Avoid it. Do not do it. Why is that? Think about it. When you're zoomed all the way out, you have the most quality. You haven't cropped the image. You haven't zoomed in yet. Okay? Let me go back here. We're on slide 17. I'm going to go back to our toilet bowl picture in the very beginning. Well, actually, I'm going to use this one. I used the flash. Believe it or not, what I'm about to show you is going to be the same shot. I turned the flash on to show you this shitty photo. And then I turned the flash off to do this photo. It's the same composition as that right there. All I did is in the post is I cropped it. That's it. I did not zoom in. If you zoom in, it's, yeah, Hannah just said it in the chat room. It's going to make it look gritty and it's going to make it look like fucking mud. Do not do it. So, yeah, do not do that. That is just bad, bad, bad. Um, and if you're going to zoom in and you have no other choice, don't do it in a shitty lit situation. Uh, that's another thing too, guys. If you don't have any lights on or any blinds open in your house and you're shooting in the dark with the camera or with the with your computer monitor on and the mask is three feet away, you're not going to get shitty lighting and zooming in and all this shit to make a better picture. It's You're just making mud. That's, that's all you're going to do. Uh, so do not zoom in at all. When you take a photo from a distance, it's tempting to zoom in on something specific you're trying to capture, but it's actually better to not zoom in. Doing so can make the photo appear grainy, blurry, or pixelated. Instead, Try to get closer to your subject, which we're discussing masks here, so you can actually walk in several feet to your subject, shoot the picture, and then crop it later on. That way you won't comprom compromise your quality, and it's easier to play around or optimize a larger image. So any questions on that? Good. Moving on. Exposure. Set your camera's app's exposure manually. Do not do this auto, which most people 
tend to do this, put everything on auto because I don't know anything about, um, I don't know anything about, you know, doing anything manual. So I'm going to put everything on auto and I'm just going to shoot away. That's bad. So set your camera's apps exposure manually. Go into your settings. I don't know everybody's settings. Another mobile camera feature you'll want to set manually is your exposure. Tapping your screen when your phone, phone camera is on doesn't just refocus the lens on a new subject. It also automatically adjusts how much light the camera lets in. This, too, will always look just right. It's best to adjust it by hand. I'm going to show everybody an example in just a second. So when you see the lens refocus, you'll see a very small sun icon in a, ver in a vertical scale. Slowly swipe your finger up and down the scale to adjust the light level. So there's that. You can see here it's a little grainy. But here's the, here's the focus box. You can see the sun right over here. And if you take this little dial and just move it down, it darkens the image. So um, that's pretty much it. Um, any questions on that? Nope. Good. Moving on. What about white balance? Now, Dylan asked about this earlier. Just do me a favor. This is the only thing I want set automatic on, on any camera, DSLR, cell phone, whatever. Make sure it's on auto, and I'll tell you why later. Because we're going to get into my shots. So I'm going to show you examples of my pictures that people have asked me to do demonstrations on. I'm going to show you how I did it. Set everything on white or auto white balance because white balancing is the process of taking away, removing unrealistic color cast so that the objects which appear white in person are, in this case is our mask, are rendered white in your photograph. Proper camera white balance has to take into account the color temperature of a light source, which refers to the relative warmth or coolness of white light. Let me ask this question. No right or wrong answers here. Your, your house lights, go back here, all right? Let's go back here. All right? This light in here, is it warm or cool? Warm, warm, warm. Okay. How many? Great. Everybody's saying warm. Absolutely. So if I didn't have the if I didn't have the flash on, okay, what color would this mask be if the light is warm? Yellow. Yellow. Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. One hundred and ten percent. So it would be yellow, absolutely. And what did I just mark up over here? Son of a bitch. Doesn't matter. Um, so, 
Yeah, Greg just said yellow is warm, white, and then blue is cool. Yep, absolutely. So now that we understand that, set your white balance to auto, and we'll get into that in just a little while. So here we go. Here's the color temperatures. It's measured in Kelvin. That K stands for Kelvin. Um, so over here, no flash, 4,500 degrees, 4,500 degrees Kelvin. And then we have 3550, which gives off a little bit of a cooler light. Um, depends on what you're going for. But me personally, I like the one on the far right the best because you got the nice white light exposing her and then you got this artistic color depth in the background. So, um, and she's hot too. So, you know, I like that. I mean, this is cool too, but what, what I don't like, it makes her skin look a little sick and yellow. That's what I don't like about the middle one. I mean, the, the first one, the one on the far left should be pretty self-explanatory because, I mean, you can't see shit except for what's in the background. And again, if that's what you want to see, get her the fuck out of the picture and take the picture. So the middle one, not bad if she was exposed correctly. Or not exposed, I'm sorry, white balance correctly. She just looks, a, her skin looks a little sick to me. So her skin here looks nice and healthy, and then everything else looks nice and cool and beautiful. Any questions there? Great. So which DSLR, DSLR app should I get for my cell phone? If you're on an Android, there's something called Camera FV-5. You can do photography with manual controls at your fingertips. Look what it has here, guys. What was I talking about? The three rules, the three things you need to learn about your camera. I want to see it in the chat, or if somebody wants to call in, let me know. I'll unmute you. Let me know. In the chat room, what's the three things that you need to know about your camera? F-stop, ISO, shutter. On this right here, what do we see? What can you do? What can you do on this? What do you see in this photograph? Bingo. So this is important. You know, auto white balance, ISO, you can click that, change it to manual, and you can set it. 150th is your shutter on this one and F2.0. So this is what I recommend for you guys. Also, this is very important. In any of these apps that you get, like for, for the DSLR camera, go up to this little wheel up here. Click on it. Go into the settings. Make sure you have the ability to set your, your pictures at the highest quality that you possibly can. So that's going to be a key to it. Otherwise, you're going to get like a medium-sized image and it's going to be a little grainier and the quality is not going to be as good, especially by the time you put it on Facebook or Instagram, it's going to crush that quality even more. So you need to, you need to start with a very high quality image. So yeah, that's the one camera FV five for Android. Now, what about for our, for us and our iPhone users? 
DSLR camera. The little icon looks just like that. What does this have? Shutter speed, ISO, and it has aperture. So there you go. Now we're going to get into any, any questions, by the way, anybody? Everybody getting it so far? Good. Perfect. Moving on. Now, how I process, and I want to say this. I want to say this to everybody. You should not rely on post-production to fix bad photography. You should not use post-production to manipulate and make your images look like something that they're not. All I use any post-production for, and Michael Bitterman can back me up on this, is you use it to mimic what your eyes are missing. Remember what I said in the very beginning? Your eyes are not a piece of glass. Your, the glass of the lens is not your eyes. Your eyes are typically going to see better than that piece of glass is. So if you expose correctly, let's go back, let's go back to the beginning because there's a lot of people that are joining that weren't here earlier. So let's go back to this. When I did this shot here, what did I say? I focused on this little small piece of weathering and I manually exposed to where I could see that through the lens. Once I saw it in the lens, then at that point I knew it was probably safe to, to take my shot, which I did. So knowing that, getting back up to where we were, Snapseed, I shoot pics, if I'm doing it in my cell phone or on my DSLR, I shoot it in the raw setting. And we'll get into the reason why in just a second. But I shoot it in the raw, cell, in the raw setting. Basically, when you shoot it in raw, it's like shooting like on the old film cameras where you would have to take it to a um, an Eckerd's, Walgreens, and different things. It's CBS, not Eckerd's anymore. Uh, shows you how old I am. CVS, Walgreens, the Photomat, Photomart, whatever the fuck is, and they would take your film and then they would they would develop the negative, and it and then do all this stuff to make to make it natural looking. So the raw setting in any camera that you can shoot in is basically like shooting the negative. It is a special digital file that captures every bit of information it is a very large file like one raw image that i take in my dslr camera camera is 24 megabytes that's huge if you shoot it in jpeg fine or just a normal jpeg it's like six to eight meg so it is a really large file but you're able to do a lot of development with it if that's what you're trying to do so if you're a professional photographer that shooting something for a client for a billboard you want to shoot in raw. How, how this can help, I, I shoot all my pictures in raw that everybody sees on my mass pictures. And again, I'm going to explain why in just a minute. But this is the post-production app I use. It's called Snapseed. Son of a bitch, I did it again. Um, Snapseed. You can get it with iPhone users or you can get it with Android. So it is an amazing, simple app. It is amazing. 
So what you get here, what is raw? I just said, but why can't you shoot JPEG? You know, since JPEG is a, is a lower, is a lower megabyte. It's a smaller file. JPEGs are basically a compressed digitally processed version of raw. So you're already starting with some information loss. It's a compressed image. Think about this. If you download a picture off the internet, is that a high quality image or a low quality image? Put it in the chat room. You can put low or high. Correct. So let me ask a question, guys. Would you have a better finished product if you started with a lower quality image or a higher quality image? And why? I can open up the phone lines if anybody wants to call in. Okay, great. Yes, you want to start with a high quality image, less compression. You can manipulate it better. Yes, Greg, that's absolutely. <clears throat> Perfect. All right, so that's why I, I shoot raw. And I understand that some of these apps can't. If some of these apps can't, I just want you guys to start off with something easy and go learn how to shoot with these manual settings, the three basic principles. If you go into your Google Play Store, your Android Store, Apple Store, and type in DSLR camera, and you're able to find one that supports RAW or shoots in RAW, grab it. So anyway, moving forward. Um, yeah, I, I thought that this was a a good example here. Imagine that the raw image is actually like dough. Instead of being a photographer, you're a chef. You add different ingredients to the dough and then place it in the oven to bake. By the end of the process, you have a beautiful cake. The cake looks, looks and tastes good, but it will always be a cake. You cannot make it into a pie or a dumpling or simply just because it's a cake. If you start again with the dough, you can... You can bake or cook anything you want. The only limit is your creativity and talent. So if you start at the end with that cake, you can't turn that cake back into dough, and that's what a JPEG is. Does that make sense? Now, now everybody's got me wanting cake, but I can't eat it because there's gluten in it. So anyway, on the left is a raw image. You look at that and you say, well, the water's not as pretty and all that stuff. I get it. It's a raw, it's a negative. It's not supposed to be pretty yet. Remember, it's a high-quality digital source file. When I go into Snapseed and I, make, and, and I do a little manipulation with it, it makes it into what my eyes can see, and it doesn't compress it and make it look shitty. So I actually process it into this beautiful image here on the right. So that's why I said JPEG is processed from the raw image, not an edited JPEG. If the edited JPEG started here and I wanted to, say, tone it down and make it back into this, this thing would turn into a grainy pile of shit. So 
Anyway, any, uh, yes, Lightroom's awesome too. Um, I love Lightroom, and I actually use that on my, um, on my iPad sometimes. I actually like the mobile, the mobile Lightroom better than I like the uh, desktop version. So I totally agree with you. Lightroom's amazing, and you'll see an example here in just a minute. How I use editing apps for white balance. Well, here's where we're going to get into the fun stuff. I opened up a thread uh, in the Halloween Unleashed group, and I said, pick out some shots. You guys want to learn. You want to see how I do stuff. Pick out some images, and I'll show you. All right? So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to show you a few things right over here. Yes, those are my kids. Um so going over here, let's show you something. Uh, this is Snapseed as well. So this was Jason's uh, H2. Look, yellow light. I did the white balance eyedropper, moved it up, white balance to the yellow light, and look what happened in the background. Let me pause it. Let me back it up just a little bit here. All right, so look at that. Back it up again. All right. That looks kind of like shit. We see that a lot in groups, don't we? I mean, we see yellow and it looks like shit. It doesn't look good. So that's because right above this mask up here off screen is a yellow indoor house light. Okay? that's casting this yellow cast on this beautiful white mask. If I fast forward it, we're going to, we're going to back this up and then we're going to play it again. Look, this is what you have in Snapseed. This is the Snapseed app. All right. You can crop, look, white balance. You can curve details, tune image, all that stuff. All right. I don't need all that shit because I get my you've you've seen me type this out many times. So when some of these motherfuckers in some of these groups say, "Oh, well, all Chris Morgan does is you know use Photoshop," fuck them. You can see as I'm going through all this stuff, I expose my shit correctly and I bring it out the best. I show you what what you're actually going to receive in the mail. And anybody who's received my masks in the mail and is being honest with themselves inside this chat room can attest that I have not shown you something and I have not sold you a bill of fucking goods from the photographs I take. I know how to expose my shit and shoot it. So anyway, moving forward. Now I got that out of the fucking way. So moving forward, all right, white balance. You saw that. That's all I do. White balance, custom white balance, move it up, boom. Makes the mask white, pause it right there. What just happened to the background? What just happened? I just turned the mask white, exposed it correctly. Go back to that image of the model on the beach that I, sh that, that I just showed you guys. We picked the, the, her skin tone on the right, and it made the background nice and blue, the outdoor lighting. Everything in the back right here. Can everybody see my arrow? Yes? No? Okay. Everything back here, 
this is all window light coming from off screen somewhere over here. And it's casting that sunlight across the back wall. This is just on my kitchen counter. No place fucking special. I got a shitty fucking indoor light right above this mask. Okay. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to shoot it auto white balance. It was yellow. It was nasty. It looked like shit there. You couldn't even make out that that was window light back there. But move forward, do it custom, white balance, bang. Here we go. And it makes the sunlight actually look like sunlight in the background. Simple, effective. I didn't do anything else to it. That's it. You saw I just rendered it. And Jason can attest he's in the chat room. I sent him that very same shot. Boom. He just he just confirmed it for me in the chat room. So there's that. Now, I'm going to show you this picture first. All right, it's pulling up. This was at the request of Michael Bitterman. So how do you think I did this? Anybody want to call in and guess? <laughs> smart ass so I'm going to show you how I did this okay <laughs> yeah Chris power of the ruins stopped him so keep this image in mind I'm going to I'm going to minimize it here all right here's my setup for this shot this is my dining room table my son sits here my daughter sits here I sit over here Okay, my windows are back here. Notice I don't have my mask up against the fucking wall. Okay, I don't have my mask up against the wall. And if anyone's sitting there saying, well, I don't have that big of a room, I don't give a shit. Just pull it away from the wall. Pull it away from the wall. Get it at least three feet away from the wall so you have some sense of depth. Okay, if you put this mask right over here on this cluttered fucking uh, bench seat back here the wall is going to flatten that image and it's going to suck so look what color are these lights up here if you're seeing green Dylan you need to get your eyes checked so anyway then you have all this natural window light and I, I love I love in groups and people like, I want to see what it looks like under natural light. Fuck off, smartass. So here, there's all this natural light, this backlight, as I like to call it. You see in Halloween or, you know, in all the Halloween movies, they, they focus on a lot of backlighting. That backlighting is typically a gelled light. Well, you notice I don't have a light back here, but what I do have is for a light source is I have the sun. It's all out here. Okay, but that's my setup. So what I have, the purple circle is the light I white balance to. Okay, I don't take my camera up here and just point it at the lights. Okay, that's what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying I white balance to. I don't stick my camera up here and white balance to those lights. But you do see on the mask, it's yellow. 
the blue marks on the windows is the backlight that turns blue. This is magic. That's how I did this. I shot this. It was yellow beforehand. I went into that Snapseed app that you guys saw just a few minutes ago. I picked this spot right up in here. It turned white, and then the rest behind it turned blue. That's it. How hard was that? But if you turn on the flash, it makes all this shit irrelevant. If you don't take your dial and turn down the exposure to get some of these deep areas, like when I expose to this, I'm like, what's the faintest piece of weathering that's on this mask? It's right here. Believe it or not, it was right here. And this is, this is actually Michael Bitterman's mask. He can attest to this. This is the lightest piece of weathering right here on this part of the V-brow. And then at that point, once I've exposed to that, I assumed, again, everything else was exposed correctly. I fire the shot, then I white balanced right in this area. Now, let me ask this question. And this is going to be a chance for a call-in. Because I actually want to hear this question answered on the air. Why wouldn't I white balance, say, over here? Or over here? Or here? Or somewhere over here? Why? Why wouldn't I do that? Anybody want to call in and take a guess? Don't be, don't, don't be shy. Dylan, you're wrong. Anybody want to call in and take a guess and we can we can talk about it. Nope. Wrong, Greg. No shit. Not shadows. Christopher Webb says, let me back up here. Has nothing to do with exposure. Remember, I'm white balancing. Christopher Webb says the reflection of the yellow lighting. You're absolutely correct. Corey just says because of the original light source area. Absolutely correct, which is another reason. Let me go back here. Let me show this. The closer I have this mask to this light source or this light source, I'm going to have spillage on the face from that light source, and I'm going to have less of this light. So when that's the case, when that's the case, the more light I have from back here, and if I white balance that, it's going to make this more yellow or it's going to make it a green color. And it's going to look like real shit. Yes. Corey, you're absolutely correct on that. Original light source. So I was white balancing to the yellow light to turn the daylight blue. Believe it or not, guys, believe it or not, sunlight is not warm light. You think sun you think warm. It's not warm light. It's actually cool light. So when we go back to that to that whole thing about the um, – here, let me just pull it up here. When we go back to this thing about the tungsten or the, the Kelvin rating, it says it right here. 
blue sky twilight night is a cooler temperature color. A lot of people don't know that. I didn't know it until I got into film school. But yeah, you can make sunlight go blue just by white balancing to an indoor source. Matt Reed says in the table setup pick, you can see it's it's cool light on your ceiling. Yep, you're absolutely right. Why? Because you're further away from that. So yeah, what he's talking about. Let's go back there. Yeah, you can actually see it right up in here. It's a little bit cooler. It's not blue like it is in that other picture, but you can definitely tell it's giving off a cooler vibe than this yellow nasty shit from this light here. And I see yellow lights in everybody's shot. So it happens all the time. I'm like, man, if they just learn to white balance, they can improve that so much more. Any questions from anybody? Anybody want to call in and ask a question before I move on, or do you just want to keep learning? Good. I'm going to move on. So let me move on here. My upstairs setup. This shot here. Everybody looked at that and thought, oh my gosh, I'll never be able to achieve that. This is the easiest setup. My son took this picture. My son took this picture. He's six. This is, this is the setup. All right. Let me pull this up. I'm going to move this over here. All right. I'm standing between these two lights right here. All right. There's me. You can see this little, this is actually one of my son's baby toys when he was just a baby. We kept it because it's a, it's like a sentimental type thing, but you can see that in the shot right back here. I'm standing right in this area, which I'm landing right about the middle of this door frame. And that yellow light right there is giving me my exposure. This light back here that everybody thinks I set up a light to get, that's actually, look, that's this dome light right back here. That's casting that little spread right out here. So I'm doing exactly what I did before. Boom, boom. That's the light source I exposed to. And then the blue light is actually window light. So that blue that's coming from back here, it's not a light. It's just the window. That's it. Not hard to do. I decided to record this. You know, I did this here. Hang on. This is actually, Hannah, you were talking about Adobe Lightroom. This is me sitting at my kitchen, or not kitchen, but my dining room table that I just showed. That's my daughter's cup over there. Uh, but that's my kitchen in there where the other mask was sitting. This is my iPad screen. Look, yellow cast from the indoor light. How shitty does that look? It looks horrible. It makes... It makes the mask look sick almost. And then not sick in a good way, not dope, but nasty, disgusting. 
But if I white balance to this wall right up here, it turns this white and that blue. So pretty simple shit there. Now, Chad asked about, well, hang on. I got this too. You can see how I did it right here. Look at that. That's all I did. Play it again. Custom white balance. Bang. Right up there on that light source. Turns it blue. Done. That's it. Not hard. Has Is anything I'm explaining so far, has this been hard? Yes or no? Give, give me a Y for yes or N for no. No. Nope. Okay. Good. Chad posted this in the group. This was his H666 that I did in 2017, I believe. Yes, I'm taking another sip. So all this is, this was when my office was painted, uh, was in its natural color. My, my house was brand new at the time. I hadn't painted my office yet. So the next picture I'm going to show you is actually going to show you my, my office painted. But this is actually sitting right on top of my printer about 10 feet away from a window. And I have those little slot blinds, like the wood blinds. And I opened them up to expose this. And you can see on the back wall the pattern of the blinds. That's all that is. So it's nothing like, as uh, Hannah said earlier, witchcraft. It's, it's nothing like that. Just, you know, I actually show you my setup right here. And I had, an, had a GPW in progress here. So everything's in the same position, okay? Just the walls are a different color now. Did auto white balance. I measured this as 10 feet. doesn't have to be 10 feet, but keep in mind that the, the further you can get away from a window's light source, the softer the light's going to be. So this is a nice soft exposure going across the room, spraying everywhere. So it's in the same position, everything. But yeah, got the shelves up here. Don't mind the clutter on the on the desk because I wasn't shooting. So can't make fun of me because I wasn't shooting a shot with all the clutter in the background. Um, but that's all that that is. And I exposed it to this side of the mask because I was like, this is going to be the forefront. I want this to be a little darker. And I moved my exposure down and set it on auto white balance. I actually just liked the shot. I didn't, I was, I didn't need to go into post-production and white balance anything. I did an auto white balance and it just automatically color corrected. I had no indoor lights on. Let me, let me phrase that. All this is, is window light. That's it. Auto white balance, zero post-production, nothing. So I didn't do anything in post-production. That's naturally through my 50 millimeter lens. And since I shoot always at 1.8, that's about three feet away from the wall. 
you don't have it right up against the wall creates a little depth because you got this pattern of the blinds on the back wall creates a little bit of depth there, which is all you need. Auto white balance exposed correctly, nothing else. That's it. Any questions on that? Anybody want to call in and ask a question about this shot? Otherwise I'm going to keep moving. Moving on. Okay. So Chad also asked me to explain this one. This is, I've explained this a few times. It's hard to explain because this is an altered version of the sculpt I did for the Halloween 2018 film. I did a clean version of this specific mask because when I was talking to Malik Akkad, he said that they were doing a direct sequel to Halloween 1978. So I'm like, well, if there's no Halloween 2, obviously he wants to keep the same mask and go back to the original since he already had my JTK and used that in all the promotional shots and he's done nothing but praise me for it ever since. I'm like, great, I'll just recreate a 1978 mask. So when that happened... Um, I pretty much at that point, I submitted a 1978 version. They passed on it and said that, well, we, well, we wanted to age it 40 years. Well, had I known that I would have done an aged 1978 version for them. So after everything had come out, I'm like, well, shit, I'm, st I still got the, the mask that they passed on. I'm going to put it back in clay and I'm going to age it myself. And this is how it came out. Chad wanted me to explain this image. There's no post-production. Um, there's no post-production on this. All this is, is through your white balance settings. This is all white balance. And I call it in camera editing, but it's not. Um, you have white balance dials. You can do auto white balance, sunny, cloudy, tungsten, and indecent lighting, or custom white balance. I think cloudy or sunny or something like that gives it more of a warm yellow vibe to it. And all that's lighting this section of the face right here, there's actually a window above my door past this way down that's making that light expose the face. This is right next to my dining room table. My dining room table's off in this area. And you guys just saw all of my windows in the back right here. And it's just that's all the that's all the backlight. That's all it is. There's no lights. Um so that's it. Uh Dylan, thanks thanks for joining bud. Um thanks for uh Thanks for joining us. Uh, hope, hopefully you got something out of it. But that's that's all that that is. You know, I just white balance to that. All right. So there we go. You saw my setups. You saw what I do. Nothing hard. Does anybody want to call in and ask some questions? Because that's it for the presentation part of it. Does anybody want to call in and ask some questions? And we can talk about it. Type in the chat room, yes or no. If not, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. But I'll stay as long as you guys want.
yes, no, no, no questions at all. Wow. I'm kind of shocked. Yeah, there's crickets. Yeah, Chris, I did cover a lot. That's why I wanted to open up to questions because I did cover a lot. Uh, <laughs> Hannah, you got to call in for that one. <laughs> All right. All right. What's up? Hey, so um, what is the story behind Mandingo? Okay. So I'll explain this. Back when I did the HMMAT podcast with Kevin King, before we were doing it, he he and I were talking. We were both drinking one night, and I'm like, well, I got to come up with some cool name for the HMMAT podcast. I'm like, Chris Morgan and Chris Morgan, you know, and he's like, yeah, yeah. You know, he's like, we should come up with like wrestling names or something. I said, no, I don't, I, I'm not wanting to do that, you know, but I said something cool. And I just happened to see something come across the screen at that time. Cause we were chatting on the phone and I saw something come across the screen and I knew that Mandingo stand for big black cock. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I, well, I have a big dick and I, my last name starts with M. So I guess I'm Chris Mandingo. That's okay. how it started. Yeah, had, that was it. all right. I, I had figured that it had something to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why everybody was laughing. I was like, "Okay, here we go." I'm gonna ask. Yeah, yeah. no, it's good. It's good. Now there's, awesome. there, there's there's been a lot of questions about that, and now now whenever I do like a like a way back Wednesday or throwback Thursday, and I hear Mr. Mandingo or something like that, I start <laughs> laughing. You know, I start laughing. You know, because I'm like, that's Man. awesome. Yeah. Anyway, but that's that's the origin. Okay, awesome. That perfectly answered my question. Thank you for that. <laughs> no problem. No problem. All right. So Hannah just called in. She's called in twice. Anybody else? Anybody else? Uh, here, hang on a second. I'm going to do this real quick. What's up, pal? Hey, goddamn, pal. <laughs> did, you, did you get so, my question? <clears throat> no, I was I was figuring you can ask it on the air. I wasn't going to read it. Uh, if I'm sending a, a dick pic and I want it to look more mandingish, do I adjust the white balance to make it darker? Or no, lighter? you just you just make it you just make the exposure darker because mandingo is a big black dick. Yeah. So okay. I want it to be as dark as possible. Dark. Okay. No blue yeah. dicks. No. Blue no. To make the dick bigger. No. Just, just think, just think dark syrup like Matt Gross and Matt Gross. Where's he at? I don't know, man. He's been, he's been kind of out of the loop lately. I don't, I don't know. Probably producing some syrup. Probably. If, if you rub the syrup on your dick, it looks darker too. That's true. And then if you set the exposure of your camera a little darker, yeah. Oh man, you're in business, and you can send it to anybody. That's right. That's right. Especially. Uh -huh. Especially Aunt Jemima, she would be all about that. <laughs> Aunt Jemima. <laughs> <laughs> just, just don't dip your balls into your mask with syrup on your cock, because that's, that's bad well, news. 
Well, if you're going to do that, make sure that you manscape first with the all-new lawnmower 3.0. If you want to not nick or snag your nuts, make sure you get the the lawnmower 3.0 from Manscaped. (laughs) I agree. I think Greg's getting that one, isn't he? He said something about that the other day. Yeah, man, like the like the lawnmower 3.0 has a light and everything, so that you don't, uh, you know, you got to you're 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 gonna get it on. And she's like, "Hey, I'm wanting to go down and suck your dick, but you got a lot of hair. You need to go <laughs> shave it right now." And you're going into the bathroom after the lights have been off. You can get that fucking lawnmower 3.0 out, turn that light on, and you don't have to blind yourself. And you're not gonna nick or snag your nuts because you got the skin safe technology. That's damn right. You don't want the oak tree to have a bunch of weeds around the bottom now. That's right, man. That's right. Amen. But definitely give your dick and your balls the hot tag this summer. <laughs> the hot tag this summer. That's a good <laughs> one. I think that answered my question. Thank you. No, no problem. You know, if you have any more cock, uh, cock stuff that you want to ask, you know, I'm your guy. You got the ball, the ball underwear one, right? The advertiser. The, that's uh, coming. Well, that's coming. Okay, I'm waiting to hear that one. Yeah, that's coming. I'm, I'm actually, I, I reached out to them, and they're, they're going to be probably when we come back from the break. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, Chad wants to call in, so thank you. We'll thank you, sir. No problem. See ya. What's up, brother? Uh, what's up, man? Not much. What you got? Okay. Um, I, I noticed uh, most of this conversation has been about the technical and the electric, uh, sorry, electronic side of the making picks better. But uh, half of the battle is uh, stuffing the mask correctly or uh, stuff like that. If you can explain some of that to everybody, you know, because you see some people taking pictures of their mask when they first get them in the box and it's, still in the box and it's got you know baggies all around it and uh or you know they're holding it with their fist up in it you know and uh, they're saying look what so I they're just fisting got. themselves yeah, they're or what fisting fisting the mask you know so uh hashtag fisting you know so uh, you know stuffing it correctly uh you know making her sh- sure it's shaped right you know it can make all the difference in the world and taking a good pick that's all i wanted to say well and i'm not gonna it's nobody in this chat room but i'm but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna call them out on the air because you know i might be an asshole but i'm not a fucking asshole and there is a difference right so um but because i'm not an asshole um i saw a guy or a girl (laughs) Gender, gender neutral here because we're not wanting to stereotype anybody. Um, take a picture with about 500 bags stuffed up in. Now, keep in mind, I put mine on a styrofoam head, like a male style styrofoam head. If it's a slightly bigger mass, it's on the it's on the male uh, styrofoam head from Hobby Lobby or Michaels or whatever. I cut the nose off because the nose can make it look a little distorted. Um, or if it's a slightly smaller mask, I put it on the female um, styrofoam head and then I stick it on a tripod. Don't do anything else. You saw in the pictures earlier. I, I don't know if you were part of it or not. 
but sometimes if the pole is is thick enough, I will just stick it right on the stand and I don't put anything up in it. But anyway, long story short is my photographs of this thing looked great, you know, and then he went and like, it actually got me like four or five really decent sales at a time that I needed him. And this guy gets, or girl gets the mask in the mail takes the picture, posts it in the group, and it's probably got about 5,000 bags stuffed on one <laughs> side of it. And I'm no joke. It, it looked like the mask was suffering from some sort of a stroke that it had in the shipment because the one eye was just sagging halfway down. It was lopsided. I mean, it looked, it looked horrible. So, yes, outside of taking pictures and the technical side of the pictures, stuffing the mask correctly, taking pride in that, just step back and look at it. If it looks wrong to you and then you take a picture of it, it's for some reason the lens does change it, it's going to look even worse when right. the photo is taken. So always make sure that, that thing's stuffed correctly. 100% right. agree. But really, I mean, if, if everybody's like, well, I don't have a styrofoam head or I'm not going to put my mask on a styrofoam head, put about five or six bags up inside and kind of just kind of spread them out across the face, across the temples, up into the dome, up into the skull, and put them on a nice stand and then, again, pull it away from the wall. I mean, it's not it's not rocket science, you know, but just – Maybe five or six bags, maybe ten bags, but you, you you don't need everything I I pack it with up inside of it, and then shoved up other things up inside of it <laughs> to make it look good. Damn, I'm gonna need some syrup after listening to that. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Hannah just said Chris K schooled me uh, about stuffing, so I gotta be a pro by now. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> what else, what else you got anything uh, uh let's see uh, uh no that's pretty much it i mean uh i mean as far cuz most of the pictures you see in the group are you know poorly placed you know like you had examples of taking pictures of some on the bathroom toilet or on the counter with a loaf of bread or a sandwich you know and you know, they're like, hey, look at my new ghost I just got from Chris. Ain't it badass? And you get, like, three likes on it. Well, that's because you got your half-eaten sandwich next to it, and, you know, nobody really wants to see that. So. Yeah, 100% agreed. And, you know, that's why, you know, I hate to say it, you know, but that's why so many people think that, some artists that know their ways around the camera. I don't think that you can leave this chat tonight and say that dude doesn't know what he's talking about when it comes to cameras. You know, I've been doing it for 15 years. I hope I learned something, you know, I'm still learning shit every day. Uh, but that's, that's, that's where I'm getting at. A, a lot of times people that will take the shitty pictures some some asshole in the group will say, "Well, didn't look like that when the artist had it, 
you know, it must be yeah. all that Photoshop. No, it, a no. lot. Of, I mean, you saw what I did. I mean, it's not, again, it's not rocket science. It's not hard. It's just applying certain things to make your shots look good. And you're not right. lying about anything. You're just, you're making them look exactly how your eyes see it. Okay. So if I had to ask a question, it would be, do you prefer shooting outside or shooting inside? Um, it really depends on the day. And sometimes it depends on the mass. There's been times where I've gone outside and if I was shooting for shit, I wouldn't even get a whiff. You know, there's, there's been times where I've tried that trick on the dining room table, like most recently uh, with the GPW SIG series that I did. People thought that that mask was clean as shit when it was taken inside. It wasn't. It just, for whatever reason, the lighting wasn't working that day. That little trick on the, on the dining room table with the yellow light and I white balance to it, all that stuff. It, it ended up taking away all the details. So I ended up taking it outside and reshooting it. And I'm like, well, now it looks more like it should. So it sometimes it just depends on what's going on that day or what mood I'm in. Like, if, obviously, if it's raining outside, I'm going to have to make something work inside. But I tend to, I mean, I, I use my household lights. That's it because I'm shooting everything on auto white balance anyway. But outside of that, I don't bring in any extra lights. I don't set up any lights. I mean, because once you start doing that and you've got three or four color temperatures working against you, that's a problem. You're creating problems for yourself because let's say that I'm shooting in a room, like in, in your case, and I'm not picking on you. I'm just, I'm just using you as an example. You have one of those Detolf cases, right? That's how you pronounce right. it? Right. Right that has lights inside of it. Yeah. All right. Well, what's your light source? Like if it's sitting inside a room that you have a dome light, like I have that casts a yellow light, your led lights cast a different light. Well, yeah. let's say you have a window off to the side that's bringing in sunlight. Which one are you going to white balance to? Uh, now you got or, three, now you got three light sources. You're creating problems for yourself. Yeah. So that's just, that's just kind of like the way I look at it is like, you know, what if you haven't figured things out about me after knowing me for three years, I like simple. <laughs> I like easy. I don't like to overcomplicate things that doesn't need to be overcomplicated. I like simple, direct to the point. Let me do what I got to do and then move on. Yeah. And if I got to sit there and I got to fucking fight with everything, um, I just give up and I'm just kind of done at that point. <laughs> I don't, I, you know, I don't care. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's another thing I'll bring up while we're talking about it. You know, some people are going to say, well, I like the lighting inside my case. That's, that's great. I mean, you've done some decent shots. Personally, I don't like shots and this is just me. This is just me speaking. I'm not saying anybody's wrong. Everybody has a personal preference. My personal preference is... Mm -hmm. I don't like shots inside those cases. I don't like them. And I'll tell you why is the light source is very much too close to the subject. And so therefore you're, I don't care what you're going to do with the exposure on your camera. You're never going to find the detail on that piece. Because right. The light source is too close. If you're bringing the source 
of your exposure way down on the camera, what's it doing to the rest of it? It's making it black as night. And now you still have this harsh, bright ass light really close to your subject. And it just creates just a odd, it's an odd looking picture. It really is. I like pictures that have depth to them. So yeah. yeah, Hannah just said in the chat room that she sees a lot of those. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I started moving all my shots outside. I mean, I take one every once in a while in the detox cabinet. Like when somebody says, post a collection pick, you know, I'll just take a shot of my detox cabinets because I'm not going to take all my masks out there and, you know, shoot them one by one. But, um, yeah, other than that, I start taking mine outside on my handrail on my back porch. And, you know, I have lighting coming in from the back side of it. So it, you know, like I, you see in the, UL photos, you know, sometimes that I post or, and your uh, shots always look amazing too, by the way. And that, see, that's just the simple portrait mode on your iPhone app um, or on your camera, on your iPhone. It's just portrait mode, you know, and uh, it'll blur out the background and bring forth the focus of the subject, you know, and uh, you know, it doesn't, you know, you won't see cars passing by or nothing like that. You just see, a blurred background but also your your subject is a lot closer to you and the background where that where the cars would be going by is further away so you're going to create right. that that depth anyway so that you can blur out the background plus you're yeah. probably working the exposure dial too at the same time yeah you can select uh the different there's natural light studio light and all that stuff you can slide to the left and right and uh, make it different but i always choose natural light because you know, it brings out the higher definition in the subject and uh, makes those details pop, like especially the aged one where you get all the cracks, you get the graying and stuff like that, the, the shading and the rot and stuff like that, you know. And, uh, yeah, the it's, or a mask like the Mofuga, you know, it's got so much shading in it. You know, it shows all that in the depth of the shading, you know. It's, it just makes it look amazing. I mean, the mask does ha- most of the work itself, but <laughs> the camera is uh, helping it that much more. So, speaking of the Mofuga, I I've been asked to do this before, you know, off air, and I've never done it. So I'm I'm actually I'm gonna do it because we got a few people that do own H8 masks in here. I can do the scene. <laughs> where Busta Rhymes is wearing the mask and he's talking shit to Michael Myers. I can do that whole scene. <laughs> Please do. All right, you ready? <clears throat> All right, give me a second. Give me a second. For, for, those of the, for those of you out here, this is the scene from Halloween Resurrection. Take it away. When Busta Rhymes <laughs> is walking through the Myers house, Michael's following him, and he finally finds him. Oh, shit, Charlie, what, what the fuck you been at, man? Don't you know we've been looking all over this motherfucker for you? And why the hell are you dressed like me anyway? I ain't paying you to play Michael Myers. I'm playing Michael Myers. If these kids come around here and see us dressed up in the same shit, you're going to ruin the whole effect. God damn it. Why the fuck are you looking at me like that for? You don't get it? You get it? You need to take your ass in the back of the garage with Nora. That's your job. Take your ass in the back and help her ass out. 
I left the back door a lot for your ass to go in the back of the garage. That's what I did. Go on, get it the hell up out of here. Go on, scoot, skedaddle. Get the fuck out of Dodge. God damn. What the hell does it take to get a little decent help up in this motherfucker? Uh, tell me your wife is behind you face palming herself. <laughs> <laughs> She's oh, asleep. Man. Oh, man. I would have died. <laughs> Just a hell of a time for her to walk in and see you doing that impersonation. That would have been great. The the best part is when I'm drunk around a bunch of my friends and we're watching like a Halloween marathon and I'll put on the fucking mask and I'll do it in the in the H eight mask. It's that's that's I mean I act the entire thing out. It's it's great. It's fun. <laughs> I see a video coming soon of that. Someday, someday. I've <laughs> I've thought about it, but I have to have you know, I've even thought about intercutting me with with other scenes of the movie and I just I've tried it before. It just hasn't worked out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Greatness right there. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, anybody else want to call in? Are you you good? or? I'm good. I'm good. All right. Anybody else want to call in? Anybody? 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 Somebody please do an impersonation. Rob says that he can usually do Quint from Jaws. Dude, you got to oh. call in if you're going to do it. Oh, God, yes. You know, anybody that's going to make a, make a claim like that, they have to do it. Rob, can I unmute you and have you do it? <laughs> Come on. He went, he, oh, he said, yes, here we go. You can stay on, Chad. Okay. Okay. All right. Rob, what's up? Yo. So you can do Quint, huh? I try. I'm dying to hear this. Let's do it. Here lies the body of Mary Lee, died at the age of 103. For 15 years, she kept her virginity. Not a bad record for this vicinity. <laughs> We'll drink to our legs. <laughs> can, you, can you do the show me the way to go home? Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. Quint. Oh, tired oh. and I want to go to bed. <laughs> I'm not drinking the seven and seven like you. No, no. I've, I've, <laughs> I've had two 32 ounce cups of like, it was half seven and the other half seven. So it's, yeah, I'm going to feel like, ass tomorrow. I can't drink like I did when I was 25. boy. Can, yeah. can I ask a question? Sure. Let's hear it. Do the styrofoam heads really dry out latex or is that like an old wives tale? Depends on who you ask. Personally, I had a number 10 Sam Hain that I owned for 17 years sit on a styrofoam head and never had a problem. I saw a YouTube video of a guy that put that theory to test and he had a mask uh, sitting on a, a white styrofoam head and he said it sat on there for I think 15 years something like that and it started to cause dry rot inside the crown of this head 
and uh, he had one with stuffed with plastic bags for almost that long, and he said it was fine. But you know, that I don't know if I believe that or not. I mean, that that could have been just shitty latex, or you know, he could have gotten it too warm or something like that. You know, it's, or or was he the original owner? Did somebody yeah, else he, own it before him? He said it was a mask he bought from a mask maker, and he said at the top where it was sitting on the head the most, uh, it, he turned the mask inside out and shows where showed where it start to dry rot. Did he and mention that, the the hooker that he hung out with that she <laughs> wore it on her head, and that was the area that was rotting out? <laughs> no, he did not. Okay, but but no, you know, it seriously it. You know, to, to to answer that question, there's no perfect answer to that. It's, you know, the only way to, to really know the answer to that question is take two masks that was pulled at the same time from the same barrel of latex and, and use it in the same conditions over the course of a 15 to 17 year period and see what happens. Right. You know, so, I mean, really, it, it could be... I have seen no shit. You know, I have seen masks that I have pulled at the exact same time go to two different people. And I've been doing this 11 years. One of them rotted out in five years and they were coming to me after five years saying, Hey, why did my shit rot out? I don't know. You've had it for five years. What the fuck do I know? You know, you know, but the other guy that's had it the entire time, it's just as pristine and brand new as the day that he bought it. And they both came shipped out at the exact same time, same latex, same everything. But for me to try to figure out exactly why one rotted and the other didn't, I don't know each, I don't know each person's living situations. I don't know where they had it stored. I don't know anything about it. So it's really hard to, to guess. I mean, when I ship something out, I don't say, well, in five years, I expect this to rot out. No, I mean, latex is supposed to, if you take care of it, especially on an independent level, it's supposed to last 20 to 30 years if you take care of it. Yeah, I mean, you keep it in a cool, dark, you know, you know, don't have it sitting directly in front of your window, you know, or uh, don't be smoking around it or, um, you know. I know what it, it is. Near, keeping a fireplace right by it, you know, something maybe, I don't know. I, I know exactly what it is. I mean, we've just covered it earlier. People taking pictures in the bathroom, and you put that shit on the toilet, what's going to happen? You got fecal matter up in there, bacteria. That and some... Uh, you pinpointed it. That's it. <laughs> I got it. So did you, did you learn something tonight, Rob? Seriously, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not making a joke. No, yeah, I took notes, man. Awesome. I'm glad to hear it, man. I, I really hope that it, that it helps you. And, you know, I'm going to, I stated it earlier, but I'll, I'll state it again. If anybody has any questions, man, just shoot me a DM. I don't, I don't mind helping somebody out. All right. Yeah, man. You're always uh, quick to respond to me and all my incessant nagging. <laughs> <laughs> well, I try to help out as best as I can. You know, it's, you know, oh, it's, it's appreciated, man. Some people like to say that, uh, Sometimes when I'm short, that I come off a little dickheadish, but I don't mean to. I just don't like typing. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, I'm gonna let you get out of here. We've uh, we've embarrassed you enough. 
All right, Golden. Thank you, man. Yeah, no problem. Peace. All right, anybody else want to call in? Or are we good for the night? Wow. Nobody. Yeah, crickets. <laughs> Greg says, it's been fun, Chris. I'll have to listen again. Yep. Yeah. For sure. You're welcome, Jason, for the presentation. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised Rick hasn't called. He, maybe he's on Yeah, he was. What about you, Matt Reed? You're in here. He takes some good pictures. He does. Rick shit face. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Him and his Yankee beer out there. You're so welcome, Hannah. And once again, congratulations on, on your engagement. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Let's see here. Matt says I'm chilling, taking it all in. Well, do you want to call in and give back a little? Because I helped you over the last couple of days. You can you can vouch for me. Yeah, he said, yeah, he's coming in. All right, here he goes. <laughs> Mr. Matt Reed, House of Horror Productions. How are you, sir? What's going on, man? Can you hear me? No, cannot. No. What's going on, brother? I don't know if it worked. Uh, not much, man. Just relaxing. Had a busy day. Yeah, I saw that. You know, you and your girl are your girl's got you working hard, or you know, you got her working hard. Either way, <laughs> a little bit of both, I'd say. Yeah. So, um, did did you get to catch the entire presentation, or were you there like halfway? In? I missed like the first ten minutes. I couldn't get it to to load up. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I just happened to notice it was funny. I noticed you and Chad in like the waiting room area or something like that. And I had yeah. to, I had to a preview guys and I'm like right in the middle of the lesson. I'm like, oh shit, I don't know how long they've been sitting there. So twenty minutes. That, that was probably my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was counting. Were you really? Yeah, I was in there twenty five minutes. <laughs> you fucking loser. <laughs> well somebody told me to back out and come back in because I couldn't see the pictures you were putting up and I was like okay I backed out and when I went to come back in it took 25 minutes for you to let me in I was like well he's probably in the middle of, he's probably in the middle of doing it Mandingo in it yeah he's Mandingo in it back out and come back in that sounds like a fucking Pornhub episode <laughs> I wanted to say to Matt Man, your master looking great. I want to appreciate uh, the hard work you're putting in those. Those are looking great. I'm glad I got those from you. Man, thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, they look good. We'll get started on your cover all soon here, actually. So I hope oh, man. Down with that H2. All right. I saw a sneak peek of your H2 earlier today, and it, it looks amazing. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah, actually uh, – I mentioned uh, to Chad that when I sent him some pictures last night that I fixed the white balance using that Snapseed app, man. That's that's amazing. It does wonders. Yeah, so for for those that only got to watch that tonight, kind of explain a little bit what we were talking about and what you've experimented with a little bit. Well, like um, I think I sent you like a picture or two of – Chad's UL last night, and and I have a fluorescent lights in my shop and a, some warmer lights where I sculpt at, and I have the mask kind of 
sitting two or three, two or three feet away from those warm lights and then right underneath the fluorescent lights. So it kind of casts like a, almost like a bluish green look to it. Yep. And then, uh, you showed me that snap seed and I mean, it was simple, man, just white balance to the, to the light that you're, that you're under there and it fixed everything. I sent, um, I sent you a video, like a recording of me going through it and doing it, right? Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. So for for those of you listening, like all I did was is I, like where the blue is casting on the mask is I just white balanced that blue because that like the fluorescent lighting is just not, it doesn't do any favors, put it that way. It's kind no, of, definitely yeah. not when picture taken. I mean, no. I mean, when you're doing stuff, it's nice to be able to see everything. But when you're trying to take a picture and send it to somebody, it's not, not very flattering. No, no. But uh, once we got out white balance and everything, and I gave you the app, you know, you were off to the races. So, oh, I love it. I'll, I'll never look back. <laughs> Greg said that uh, he's that, that he's downloading Snapseed now. Now, just for those that are in the chat room listening, we got about thirteen left. Um, just want to say once again, Snapseed is not going to fix bad pictures. Make sure you're taking good pictures first, and then use Snapseed to just white balance and get out of there. You know exactly. I can't stress enough what Chad was talking about. Stuff your mask correctly, please. Stuff your mask like you stuff your hose. <laughs> Well, not only does not only does it make your stuff look good, it makes the artist work look even better. Yeah, I think I, I speak for any mask artist in any ways that we appreciate it when people take the time to you know display correctly and actually put some effort into their pictures. Yeah. Yep. And um, you know, I've been working with Michael Bitterman since he pretty much got his can his D thirty five hundred. I mean, where he started from four or five months ago and then where he is now is like night and day. Right. Oh, he posts great shots. Yeah. He's definitely like anytime he posts something, I'm like, damn, you know, <laughs> like pretty much everything he posts now is like jaw dropping. Same with Hunter, man. He, he yeah. Posts, yeah. Yeah. I'm always jealous. <laughs> well, what's, what's funny too is like for the longest time, like people would, would talk to me and say, I think Hunter's using a DSLR. I'm like, no, man, he's using his iPhone. They're like, no shit. I'm like, yeah, he just knows how to photograph correctly. And that's all it is. It's not hard. Yeah, like uh, Hunter's picture of uh, uh, the one they said looks like a figurine, you know, in the Mo Fugga mask. Oh, like, yeah, I saw that. Somebody, somebody was saying, like, is this a figure or is this a man or what? Or a mannequin? And he had to say, no, it's me. You know, that's... That's yeah. That's some good picture right there. Yeah, like um, over the fall and and everything. Like you know, I had put out the SS seventy eight, like a couple uh, pictures of it, like in the summer and shit. And but by the time he got his man, and he started posting pictures, like literally, he about broke my fucking messenger. There were so many messages about. They're like. <laughs> How much is this thing? I want a copy of this. This guy's been posting pictures, and I want one. So, I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's he definitely knows how to photograph masks. That's for sure. Yeah, B Man Jim is another one that can take some good pictures. Yeah, I was surprised that he and his wife didn't join because I know she's all into the 
photography and stuff. And she actually bought a DSLR off of me that I was selling last year. Yeah. I think uh, I, I asked him in Messenger, I think two days ago, I asked him if he was okay. And uh, he said, yeah, just slammed at work, busiest he's ever been. That's why he hasn't been as active. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, since the pandemic stuff's been going on, he um, he actually runs a his own uh, Jets franchise, yeah. you know, that, that, that he bought. And... Um, you know, since they're doing delivery and curb curbside only, and then they they can only run, you know, certain workers so much, you know, and they got to pretty much use the same ones because of the contamination and shit and exposure, and so therefore it's like he's it's just been him and a couple guys, and he said he's been working like a fucking dog, like six days a week. So, damn, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah, shameless plug. Hit up your man, B Man Jim, for a nice mask stand. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I got, I got eight of his mask stands, and I actually, I, I sent him, I sent him a customer earlier today that had hit me up on Instagram and asked me, is like, hey, what, what mask stand is this? And I was like, oh, that. I'm like, are you on Facebook? And he said, yeah. And I'm like, well, shoot me a message on Facebook, and I'll, and I'll link you to the guy. So. Yeah, same here. Anybody ask me about stands and, and what the display I'm on, I always send them his way. Yeah. Right. I mean, paper towels are cool, but uh, I don't know, man. It, there's just them, something them stands about are pretty, though. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, if I got a $400 mask sitting on paper towels, I'd rather have it sitting on a mask stand. Right. right. It's like wiping before you poop. It makes no sense. <laughs> well what else you got man you're are are you out in the shop tonight or what are you doing uh i'm out here listening i'm not doing anything i'm pretty beat honestly uh yeah i was gonna hair another mask while i was listening but i'm lazy (laughs) i hear you is that that my ul88 you gotta hear actually it was uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, at least he's honest. <laughs> Don't sweat it, brother. I'll get to it, man. Just a uh, tiring day. I'm wore out. I hear you. Because you're busting his balls, he's gonna he's gonna jack off in the lips now. Oh, it, it, that just gives it more character. That's right. That's that old. That's that old MMMP rumor shit. You know. Oh shit. <laughs> Well, I got my mask and it smelled like piss. Well, what do you think latex is? It's ammonia, you dumb fuck. You know? There you go. Yeah. Doesn't mean he pissed in it. And uh, the old picture of Kevin King's uh, She Myers that had the uh, penis on the lips. Oh, yeah. Kevin Kevin's fake dick. Yeah. And uh, yeah. he got around. And I saw it one day in a comment thread. And I was like, oh, my God, is he really trying to sell that after. The pick I saw, and Tyler Adams laughed at that comment. He was like, "Dude, you know about that?" <laughs> so, yeah, it was a fake penis sitting on a She Myers mask, and uh, it was made to look like he was really putting his dick on the mouth. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I remember seeing that, and I was like, "Wow, he's really trying to sell it." You know, and if only if only people knew <laughs> where it was. 
hang on real quick. Hey, Hunter, uh, would you be willing to come on and, and ask that question? I'd, I'd be more than happy to answer it. He just asked a question about what's the best settings. All right, I'm going to get him on so he can answer this or so I can, right. he can ask this question. So I'm going to let you both go if that's okay. Yeah, yeah man. man, I'll talk to you later. All right, you guys have a good night. You too, man. Later. All right, I'm going to get you on, Hunter. Give me just a second. Well, where the fuck did you go? Wait a second. I just saw you and then you went away. You're around here somewhere. There you are. What's up, brother? Hey, man. Hey, man. Can you hear me? Yeah, perfect. Okay. So ask the question because I didn't want to read it in the chat room. So. Okay. What's the best setting for taking the mass picks with this camera that I got from you, the 3500? Um, right now it's in sports mode. Okay. Um, do you have it on right now? Yeah, I have it in my hands right now. I'm, All right. I'm in the menu I'm gonna, right now. I'm going to pop open my 5600 so that we can be looking at the same thing. Um, hit, the, hit the I button on the back. You see that little like lowercase i? Hey, there's a button that says info. Yeah, it's the lowercase i. Oh, okay, I see it. It was yeah. right in my face. Yeah. So, <laughs> hit that and let's let's talk about your settings. Uh, we'll go left to right, top row first. Okay. What you got? Yeah, what's your quality? It's on raw. Perfect. Okay, next one. Read the it off. The flash is off. Good. Next one. And the ISO is on auto. There's your issue. Uh, take take your ISO. Can you highlight it? Can you hit the OK button on it or no? Yes. Yes. All right. Go ahead and hit that, and try okay. to move it. Try to move it down to ISO between 100 and 400. Okay, I'm on 400. Okay, and starting on the second, um, I mean, do you have your auto white balance on? Uh. this mode auto wait WB should be white balance it's, it's on auto okay good so it won't it won't let me go to it though uh, oh that's it fine it's so okay. so it's on auto then if it's not letting you do anything um, okay. the next the next one it should Yours may be a little different than mine, but mine is uh, on the first one on the second row is set picture control. Okay, the first one on my second row is focus mode. Okay, so that's on my top one, so hang on. Focus mode, uh, give me the letters. AF-A. Do AF-S. So highlight that and then click OK. 
And then you should be able to scroll over and select AF-S. <laughs> okay. Mine says AF-A or MF. That's all yours has? Yes. Shit. Um, then just leave it on AFA. That's fine. Okay. All right. Do you have, like, something next to that that has, like, set picture control? The, the next one over is AF area mode. Okay. What's that set on? Dynamic area. Autofocus, I guess, is what AF means. Yeah, can you bring up the the options? Like, if you highlight it and then click it, like, click the OK button, you should be able to bring up that little selection of menus. Okay, it's got single point AF, dynamic area AF, which is what it was on, 3D tracking, and then auto area focus. You don't have wide area? No, it's just those four options. Okay, read them off one more time. Sorry. Single point AF. Uh-huh. And it's on dynamic area autofocus or AF. Okay. The next one is 3D. Okay. And then the next one is auto area. Do the first one. Okay. All right. What's your next uh, option? The next one that lets me go to is flash compensation. Uh, you don't need that. All right. So you're on and sports. Then, try try flipping to okay. manual real quick. We're gonna get you set up manually. Okay. So turn your dial to manual, and then let's go back through. For everybody that's listening, they're probably like, what the fuck are these nerds talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, so let's go back through. Obviously, quality's raw. Your auto white white balance should be auto. Yes. ISO should still be 400. Yes. All right, now... Go to the next one. What's what's your next option? Okay, the next one after it, it's letting me actually go to white balance this time. I'm gonna skip it and go to active D lighting. Yeah. Um, it's either active, on or off. Yeah, I turned mine off. Okay, I'll, I'll turn mine off. Okay, and then the ISO is on 400 still. Now I'm on the second row. All right, what's back what's on. your options? Focus mode. All right, now AFS. there it is. That it needs to be yeah. on manual. That's why. Okay. What's the next one? Area mode. Okay. Do you have wide on that or no? single point or auto area. Alright, just leave it on whatever one you had it on. It's fine. Okay. Metering? Yeah, it's 
spot metering mine is on matrix metering. That's what mine's on. All right. What's the, what? What else you got? Set picture control. There you go. See, mine's set on. Um, if you click that, mine is on NL, which is neutral. That's what this one is on. Perfect. So I probably just left it on there for you. All right. Okay. So at the very bottom, you should see your shutter speed, your aperture, and your ISO. You know, you should have, should show you the, the the three options. So what mine is set at? I'm just going to read you my settings. Mine's at one two fifty for the shutter. Okay. What's your, what's your set at? Uh, I got lost. <laughs> okay. Where do I go to find this at? It should just be I'm on, still your... on the. I'm still on yeah. the image quality and all that stuff. Can you can you bring up your live mode? It's the little clicker thing on top of the camera that okay. show, shows it through your viewfinder. Yes. All right. So if you're looking at your live mode, which is on your picture screen here, you should see your should be the same on yours because um, all Nikons are pretty similar. Mine starts off with the shutter. Mine's it set at one two fifty. Hey, mine's at one one hundred. All right, try. If you try this little wheel dial here, you should be able to move it up or down. Okay. Yeah, I would on a because you have a you have a zoom lens, you have a kit lens, so I would stick between one twenty five or one one twenty fifth and one two fifty. Anywhere in between there, you should be okay. Your f-stop, okay. your your f-stop, your your aperture, you're gonna kind of be kind of a slave to whatever that's gonna allow you to do because it starts at three point five and it goes up to like five point six or something like that. So right now just, it's five point three. Yeah, so you're gonna kind of have to ride your shutter speed. That's why I said stick between 125 and 250, anywhere in between there. Just figure out what's the best, you know, setting for for you. And then your ISO is going to be anywhere from 100 to 800, like I was saying earlier. Okay. So you're kind of screwed on your on your f-stop or your aperture until you're able to get a 50 millimeter prime lens. Okay. How's that? That sounds good to me. Uh, I can't wait to try it out and use the Snapseed app, app to, to do some white balance and stuff. Now, did you were you able to get the little uh, SD card reader to stick into your iPhone? Yes. Uh, the only issue I have is I I can't save the pictures because it completely kills the quality of them. I have to actually send them to someone in Messenger and save them that way, and it, no. it doesn't hurt them. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna record my screen later on. Uh, I probably won't do it tonight. I'll probably do it tomorrow for you. Okay. Um, of how you can do that. 
because you shouldn't have to do that. Because once you do that, you're going to, yeah, like you said, you're going to absolutely destroy your quality and then you're working with an already compressed image and then you're kind of fucked. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we just need to get uh, get you to bring up your, your images the the right way on that and you'll you'll be just fine. Okay. Other than that, what else you got? I mean, did you saw that the white balancing and all that shit was really simple, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah, I had that app this whole time and I never even used it. <laughs> yeah. But when you were yeah. talking about it earlier, I kind of backed out, but I was still listening and I was playing with it and it, it's 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 as easy as you said it was. You said you pulled it out and you played with it? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Good deal, man. All right. Well, um, I'm going to see if anybody else wants to jump in here. I see Corey is still in the chat room, so maybe he's got something. Because okay. I know he just got a, a six from me, and I know he was really looking forward to this episode. So I'll see if he's got anything. Okay. All right, brother. Well, thanks for uh, chatting with me for a few. Yes, sir. All right, later. You too, man. All right, last call. Anybody else that wants to call in, say anything is is totally fine, but last call. Last call. I'm going to give it 30 seconds. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what people do uh, with uh, with what they learned tonight. And... I don't expect anybody to take what I said tonight. There was a lot of information given and run right out and be a 15 year pro. I, I'm not expecting that. Um, you know, if anybody wants to run things by me, shoot me a message with what they, with what they've done. If anybody's interested in one-on-one -on -one lessons, um, we can set up zoom meetings just like this. And, we can have private meetings to where you can show me your screen. I can, I can show you mine and we can walk through with what you're doing and uh, learn all of the settings and different things together. You know, that's what, that's what this is all about. So, um, you know, I just wanted to extend that out there to everybody. I have no problems helping people out. Um, Fantastic. I'm glad to hear that, Greg. Um, yeah, his son just had a surgery. Um, if you don't want this part to go out on the air, I, it won't be. Um, I'll cut it from the episode that airs. But uh, definitely thoughts and prayers have been with you. And I meant to reach out to you today, but uh, things got pretty crazy. But uh, my son and my daughter actually prayed for your son uh, last night. They asked how daddy's friend was doing and i said that uh, i haven't talked to him in a couple of days but they were heading home and they said can we say a prayer for him and i said absolutely so uh they said a prayer for your son and um you know we all hope and pray that uh you know nice speedy recovery for him so thanks for updating appreciate it um yeah last call Corey, I see you're still in the chat room. If you have any questions whatsoever, you know, don't be shy, brother. You can you can come in, you can ask anything. Uh, looking forward to seeing your shots of 
the uh, of the six that you just got, and um, looking forward to seeing everybody's shots. And you heard I just got Hunter set up on his D thirty five hundred. Um, you're welcome, Mike. Really appreciate. Uh, I I just want to throw this out there. This part will. You know, I've said this to other people. I've said it in threads, but I just want to—I want to make this point. Michael's the first one. Mike is the first one that I've really walked through this stuff extensively. That made me want to do this episode because I figured I'm like, you know, he was shooting with an iPhone. He was shooting different things. I was always giving him tips and different things on on way to to make his photography better and he would always run things by me and he would he would pick my brain and ask me questions and at first i think he was a little worried that um that he was bothering me and no i mean this is the this is stuff i love you know i love this stuff you know so um and i always like to see people getting better and and putting things to use so um you know, so I just really wanted to make sure that he was off to the races. And then when he said that he got a D3500 for Christmas, I said, well, shit. Well, now you got to, now you got to really learn how to use it. And he was one of those that took, took my teachings and went out and applied, you know, things that I was telling him. And Chad was the same way. You know, Chad went out there and he was, he asked a lot of questions and you look at some of his outdoor photography and it's great, you know? So, um, you know, that's the thing is like when, when people actually take the time to learn, to take the, take the knowledge. I mean, I, I don't know everything, but again, I've been doing stuff for 15 years. So I hope I've learned something over 15 years. I know it works for me. I know what I like to see. At least I know how to frame a shot. You know, um, I know how to expose. I know how to white balance. I know how to do all this like little stuff, this technical stuff. But yeah, definitely gonna throw out a little shameless plug. She's been on here a couple times tonight, and she's been a trooper. You know, she even asked the Mandingo question, and now she knows. But Horror Princess ninety six on Instagram, definitely follow her has a lot of really cool stuff and uh, she has dimples. So definitely follow her. Um, appreciate everybody being in here tonight and um, you know, really appreciate all the call-ins, all the participation. It was fun. I had a blast and I can't wait to see what everybody comes up with. Otherwise this was all for nothing and, uh, and everything. Corey says, Thanks a lot for all the info. Really enjoyed it. Learned quite a bit. Now I just got to play around with it a bit with the apps. If I have any issues, I'll hit you up. My phone is about to die on me. Plus, I need to get to bed. Thanks again. Night, everyone. Yep. You too, Corey. Appreciate it. And um, everybody, have a good night. I'm going to end this, and uh, we will catch everybody. This is the mid-season finale. We'll be back with a new episode of Halloween Unleashed on June 12th, which is in about four weeks. So I'm going to enjoy the break. And when we come back on June 12th, we'll be kicking it off with Sandy Johnson.
everybody have a great night thanks for listening to halloween unleashed be sure to download rate and subscribe anywhere you download your podcasts from apple google play spotify iHeartRadio, and then join our social media channels at our official facebook page at facebook.com slash groups slash halloween unleashed on instagram at halloween unleashed and on twitter at hween unleashed be sure to share our episodes in your horror groups on your timeline and on instagram We'll be back next week with an all-new episode of Halloween Unleashed.